0: Well, here we are again, and on the Aging Fearlessly show, I don't have to look very hard to find inspirational people people with a zest for life, people who help others, people who are doers, and people who just love life. Today's Aging Fearlessly guest is well known in the community, the Manly community, and the Northern Beaches for her fishy photos. They're often in the Manly Daily and she has a love of Cabbage Tree Bay where many of these photos are taken. So it's a pleasure for me to introduce to you Elaine, which I'm going to call Lane, who I'm going to call Laney, Diaga, to the studio. Welcome Laney.
1: Oh thank you very much Karen, you're very kind about me.
0: It's hard not to be very kind about you, a very kind person to everyone else. So, Lainey, 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 you never cease to amaze me. Oh. You do the over 50s proud, and I know you're <laughs> only a tad over 50, and you truly are ageing fearlessly. <laughs> now, that accent tells me a few things, and that is that you weren't born a native Australian. So, no. tell us a little bit about <laughs> where, how you came to this great southern land. Mm.
1: Well, I'm from England originally, just north of Birmingham, so from an area, from a place that's landlocked, that's the furthest away from the ocean you can get in in England, so I feel so lucky to to live here, because as you know, I'm an ocean lover like yourself. I swim every day in that sea. You put me to shame, because
0: I don't swim every day, but I know you do, yes.
1: Yeah, so just north of Birmingham, in the Midlands, been in Australia 25 years, and absolutely love it thank you Australians for for letting me be here
0: (laughs) well they did let you in because you qualify as an Australian you really do hold the flag for us and I know you also hold a torch because your family some of your family are back in the UK
1: yeah
0: why did you choose Australia and the northern beaches?
1: Um well I really think I've chosen the best place to live in the world I don't think you can beat Manly in particular we Keep it a secret <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell yeah. everyone <laughs> Well after I studied at Oxford Polytechnic not university it was a polytechnic I did French and history um and I got the travel bug I went and worked in a ski resort and went selling ice creams around the Beaches of southern France. As you do. <laughs> yeah. And then I got a job as um, a travel rep. It's a great job. You don't really have the same in Australia, It's but there's lots of them in England. And you're based in a resort like Benidorm in Spain or um, Rhodes in Greece. And you meet the guests and you, you're there to look after them on their holiday and take them on trips. That must be incredibly <laughs> tough. Oh it was so tough. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know. had to work 2 hours in the morning and 2 hours in the afternoon oh, how and people did you used to do want it? to buy you drinks all the time. How did you do it? <laughs> and you not to go to the beach in the middle of the day. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that must have been shocking. Yeah. So after living in those countries, after living in Spain I, and that climate, I just could not go back to Birmingham. I could not go to that back to living in a, a place where it's so dull and miserable for so many S- months of the year. Sorry, Birmingham, you lost <laughs> a good one. <laughs> yeah. So um. Well. I, I did met, meet my husband, Ted, in a bar in Spain, a very exotic-sounding bar called The Pig and Whistle in Benidorm. <laughs> met him on New Year's Eve at about ten minutes past midnight. So I was very merry. And um, <laughs> then we—we we, it was a holiday romance that did work, I suppose. Yep. So then uh, what happened? He came to England. Then I was working in Greece. He had a few nice cheap holidays, staying with me in Greece. Then went to live in Holland with him. And then I said, we've got to go to Australia. We've got to have a working holiday in Australia. And we came over. We stayed one night at King's Cross. Then people had told us about this place called Manly. And we got that ferry and we walked down the Corso. well, first of all, we went to the Manly Hotel. Mm-hmm. Food, drink, As you do. Yep. And as for half a lager and black currant and a packet of cheese and onion crisps. <laughs> what did they say? we like schooners and middies. <laughs> and if we had cheese and onion crisps, I'd be eating them all day.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so we
1: just loved Manly and we lived there and then we uh, went all around Australia. And we, quite a long time too at Palm Cove up in North Queensland, but then back to Manly and uh, then went back home to England and became... Did my teacher training because I was getting old by then I was about 30 and I needed a steadier job <laughs> and so <laughs> oh you've got to have a plumber. steady job <laughs> and we got in and uh yeah we we lived in Manly and then we moved up the coast a bit to Newport Avalon and back in Manly now <laughs> well you've certainly
0: seen a lot of the world was it hard to te- te- to twist Ted's arm to come to Australia
1: Oh, no, no. And he just loved it as much as me once he'd been here. (laughs) I can get him to do most things. And he's a bit of a Dutchy, isn't he? Yeah, but no, now he's an Aussie and he hardly ever speaks Dutch and doesn't want to.
0: I've never Mm -hmm. heard him speak Dutch, actually. I know. He he just says no. (laughs) Lainey, Mm -hmm. what was the first song you chose today?
1: Uh, I chose What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. makes me think of my dad, that it's his favourite song, I think, and um, who I'm very close to, who's still in Birmingham and <laughs> comes does come to Australia every year with my mum. But um, What a Wonderful World is a song that when I'm swimming along cabbage tree bay over those rocks you know the rocks me, i know the rocks. With all the grass lovely seagrass on them seeing those fish beneath me that song is going through my head what a wonderful world and i just feel so grateful and happy
0: <laughs> well thanks louis armstrong we're going to listen to what a wonderful world come back you're listening to aging fearlessly with karen on 88.7 and 90.3 your community radio station fabulous song choice and I know that when the things you think about it when you're in the ocean swimming to me it's my meditative time and I'm not talking to anyone, well not very often unless we find something we really want to look at but those grasses and everything under the water, it's so different to what we see when we're above water
1: Yeah, it, it really is amazing and to see that flash of the bright blue groper that we often see just swim under you um yeah and all the the old wives that the fish, and and then there's always the chance we'll see something really special like a port jackson shark or yeah and there's been some awesome moments on that swim that's for sure mm that out anyway. Just, oh, okay. Not that, but I'm just right.
0: trying to get the mic a bit Because do you
1: think it would be better to say about how I got into it first, well, before we launch into Cabbage Tree no, bay? No, we'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll ask just you that question natural. now. I'm going to cut this out. Yeah. So tell me, how did you get into the ocean swimming? Right, well, I'd always loved a dip in the ocean, you know, even though I lived in Birmingham, <laughs> miles away When from you the were ocean. landlocked. <laughs> yeah, we had about, you know, four holidays a year, just camping holidays and You know, we'd be in the the car with the family with all the camping gear and my dad always made a big thing about, there's the sea, we can see the sea. And I was always so excited. I remember swimming in Wales at Easter and I was shivering so much. I was blue and my teeth were rattling when I came out. But we have that a a few times, even at Cabbage Tree Bay in the middle of winter, don't we, Karen? Well,
0: we've had some (laughs) recent times where I think I've seen a lot of people's teeth chattering. yeah. The water does get cold, believe it or not. Mm. not but it's not, very not good. Not for the UK us. sort of cold, but mm. it gets cold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of it. Part of the fun. It's burning of
0: it. the fat. When mm. when you get cold, it helps you burn you the eat fat.
1: So, eat lots of chocolate. Yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> so yeah. So you went
0: on holidays in in Wales, etc., and you oh. did a bit of swimming,
1: and then yeah. So, but um, yeah. So I'd always have dips, but not really swimming. Sort of, um, you know distance it was actually about eight years ago when I heard about Cantu some friends got me into Cantu which for your listeners that don't know it's an amazing um organization set up by Annie Crawford where um people are trained to do a swim or a run uh, endurance event and often it's non-athletes that do it people it attracts all sorts but lots of people that you know, it's something they really might fear. They're getting over a fear. No, you're going to swim at the end of this training program. We're going, you're going to be swimming from Palm Beach to Whale Beach, That's two point seven k's or something and like. that. And
0: it's such moral support for each other, isn't there?
1: Yeah. So it's this the fun element. You're with a great group of people, uh, fitness and fundraising. So in return for being coached and having this amazing program for you to do that. Reach that goal, you do pledge to raise money for cure cancer, and that's a fear. You, you know, lots of people they're overcoming a huge bit fear, fear um, to do the event, but a fear of fundraising. It is hard asking people for money, but you know, we're for a great cause. Most people have been touched by cancer, so this can to have raised thousands, thousands of dollars now to train young new researchers at the start of their careers and there's been breakthroughs and you know cancer isn't a death sentence anymore as we got you know through a lot of the research that has gone on
0: yeah and that's a really fantastic thing but tell me a little bit well let me just go back and say and and don't trivialize it so you know raising money is such an important part of our society to help others Mm. because although we might be well there's people that are suffering and until you've being touched by someone like that, you might not not feel it, see it, whatever. But yeah, so Cantu is a very, very important organisation.
1: So in yeah, saying but, that, oh, sorry. you're gone. Yeah, just as Annie says, it's not all about fundraising. It is about the the, the camaraderie, the fitness, the fun, and, and your personal um, challenges. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah exactly. So that got
1: me into it. I did the ocean swims, a few ocean swim programs, and then uh, and running programs to do a half marathon. So tell me about
0: swimming in Cabbage Tree Bay for you. What, you know, you've turned it from a swim to a passion for photography and painting.
1: Yes, yeah, well, yeah, I've been swimming very regularly now with the Bold and Beautiful Swim Squad since 2011, yeah. How many times do
0: you think you've (laughs) swum across that bay?
1: Oh, well, I've swum... 2,400 kilometres, oh. I think, because we have this challenge. That, so I can see that. <laughs>
0: 2,400 kilometres. That's like up our coastline of Australia, yeah? Eastern coast? Oh, not
1: All the eastern coast, yeah. Probably up near Cairns, possibly. Not sure yet. Wow. <laughs> no. yeah, that's a pretty in- impressive
0: mm. swim. Yep. But,
1: yeah, as you mentioned, it's not just about the swim. It is about the, the people. Amazing group of people do this, this bold and beautiful swim every morning and um then it also was asked by Julie Isbill the founder to be one to be one of the bloggers so we have a daily blog which reenacts the swim for lots of people you can see photographs of you doing the swim before the swim see the sea creatures we saw and it brightens up people's day the blog i used to really look forward to reading that blog and a lot of people do and so that led to the passion for photography because so, you had your audience and <laughs> which
0: I want, I want to talk quite a bit about your photography because it's quite brilliant. But next song, I'm going to talk about this one. Oh, do They Know It's Christmas?
1: Yes, Band-Aid. You know, it's the Band-Aid song. Beautiful yeah. words. and it, But it's also about, you know, it was raising a, a lot of money. money. Yeah, yeah mon- but, much needed funds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is song. Do They Know It's Christmas? Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Another fabulous song. Love it. Lainey, tell us about the photography. How did you get involved? What sort of got you really interested in taking photos under Cabbage Tree Bay?
1: well when there's just these amazing uh creatures and awesome sights you're seeing you've just got to record it and it gives everybody a buzz you know we're sort of swimming along then you see a little group of snorkelers or swimmers who've stopped and uh say, look what's that that's a turtle a hawksbill turtle he's coming up for air and we're sort of all in a little circle around and giving him a, a clap when he comes up for air and these these sort of Moments have to be recorded. It's just the most awesome sight. It just makes you tingle when, when yeah. you see that. Well, when you hear someone that
0: says, oh, I've never seen a cuttlefish, and then they mm. come across a cuttlefish, and you, they're oh, amazing creatures. Yeah,
1: the giant cuttlefish. I, I sort of
0: think of them like the Mexican wave, the way they swim <laughs> along and they're...
1: Yeah, they've got their skirt that billows around them. But, yeah, they can change colour and texture split seconds and they can go from brilliant orange and then sort of swim across pale colored rocks to a sandy color then mix in with the orange seaweed or mix in with the purple rocks and become purple.
0: And I'm amazed when you see their mouth and it comes out like tentacles like an octopus and then it shoots back into like a torpedo and then they shoot through the water at a rate of knots and you go (laughs) oh, my God, I didn't realise that thing could move so fast.
1: Yeah, they, they swim backwards too um, and have blue blood and three hearts or something. They're just the most bizarre creatures. But we've also seen them mating in Cabbage Tree Bay. I know yeah. you've seen them
0: mating and apparently there's a little story about how they mate. There's usually three cuttlefish <laughs> in the area.
1: Yes, so the smaller ma- males, they have harder job to find her female. So what they do is there's a, the larger male is putting on his display for the female and the little, the smaller male is waiting on the side pretending to be a female showing one side of it that it's the stripes or something, it looks like a female to both of the others. Then when the, the large cuttlefish is doing his prancing act, it zips in and um, yeah, does, does the, the business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the cheeky little
0: mm-hmm. devil. <laughs> And we've also seen Port Jackson's mating out there, yeah?
1: Yes, yeah. Once I was sort of on my own at Shelley Beach and I saw that, what I thought was a white plastic bag, that brilliant thick uh, plastic bag you get, and um, went to sort of go and pick it up because we do try and pick up lots of trash from the ocean, and it was Port Jackson's mating. They were on their upside down, their bellies are very white.
0: Yeah, and I, well, I've seen them over, once over on the bower itself, mm. where, where those beautiful round rocks are that we see and stand on, and you just go, oh my wow. goodness gracious, you know, this is something, you know, if you're a scuba, dri- scuba driver, you've probably seen all this, but just being a swimmer.
1: Yeah, that's it, there's just so much potential for these moments of awe that, You just wouldn't get in normal life. And it's just beneath the ocean, just in Cabbage Tree Bay, which is still so close to a capital city. I mean, it was made a no-take aquatic reserve in 2002. So there's, you know, about 400 different types of fish there. But yeah, we've swam and frolicked with Silky, the lone dolphin. That was another amazing experience. And were you there for the whale? And I was there for the whale in 2012. There were about 43 of us. In a cold winter's day, the sort of day when you thought, I shouldn't be swimming today. No. Nah. Then I just thought, I think there might be something special we might see, or about today anyway. We, we did, and then this whale was just at Fairy Bower, the size of a bus, with just curious about us. We were curious about it. it came really close to us. We, we were around it, and it was close to us for about 40 minutes.
0: So this is really, you know, the theme, I and I didn't even mention today's theme, but it's about living life and loving life. And all these things Mm. make your life so exciting. And the photos, you know, the other week there was these special rays out there. I haven't seen them yet.
1: Yes, about cow nose rays, they're called, and they swim in formation. And um, about 40 of them all swimming together in formation. But the good news is they were back yesterday somebody saw them and took photos of them yesterday
0: it's amazing how some of these fish do swim in formation but you've got to know so much
1: about them all how do you learn this well through writing the blog you you have to you know 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 your your fish the names and you know we've got some great people We've got marine biologists swimming with us you can ask about we did have a lovely lady jane stevenson who uh you know volunteered at the museum and she's a a fish expert so Jane I saw a green fish with and it looked like a leather jacket but then she'd tell, tell us the name
0: mm. and they blend in some of them so well and mm. look a funny thing happened the other day I was swimming and there was a lot of surface fish and I actually touched one it just <laughs> there was so many of them together and it mm. sort of it shot off pretty fast but yeah it was interesting. probably the
1: mullet yeah pretty close to the surface
0: probably was probably a good bait fish and now we have another song, um, One Step
1: Beyond. Yes, this just takes me back to my early 20s and Madness, you know, a very British band. But when I sort of hear that song, I just want to get up and dance. So well, we could do that while it oh, plays if you want why to. Why don't kind, we cause... have a dance
0: while it plays? <laughs> Let's gonna, do I'll, it. I'll turn our microphones off and we can get up and have a dance. Yeah. This is One <laughs> Step Beyond by Madness. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. Oh, Lainey, I'm exhausted after that. <laughs> I haven't danced quite <laughs> so much done. in quite a while. It was only about two and a half minutes of dancing. <laughs> two minutes and 19, to be exact. But anyway, huh. um, how important is your swimming in your daily routine?
1: Well, you know, we always say you never regret a swim. And I know it sounds a cliche, but it is the best way to start the day. You know, the sunrise, to see the sunrise is amazing. So it makes us get up early. We're down in that most beautiful little corner of the world. You know, Manly to Shelley Beach, you can't beat it. And um, that swim, you know, that water just feels so damn good. If you're having a tough time or just got some negative thoughts in your head, Yes, When you hit that water and you start swimming, it's, you know, you said it's your meditation, but the negative feelings do go. You start to think through things. And um, so many people who do that swim are going through tough times. Mm, you
0: we see them, don't we?
1: Yeah, but you see them come out of that water so happy and you know how, how good it's making them feel. How...
0: And there's always a kiss and a hug somewhere during the morning from yeah. someone, isn't there? Just there a, is. a hello is really important.
1: Mm, Yeah. such a friendly inclusive group
0: i mean i interviewed annie girton and she said how important it is just to have someone speak to you in the morning and Mm. say
1: hello and that's what you get down there and And it's it's contagious so yeah you know i've been down there when my you know the day after our dogs died when i heard my husband's had prostate cancer those sort of things and when a bit really worried about your kids and things but you you don't feel that good but People smile, people care, people are friendly. And then you're going into that water. Um, you just come out a new person. So a lot of people do refer to it as a happy pill mm-hmm. or a vitamin C, SEA, Dr. Yeah. Salt. It's, you know, it's the mental health benefits as well as the physical benefits.
0: Absolutely. And I know for me, my breathing just feels so much calmer through the day yeah. when I set myself up with a swim.
1: Mm. I mean, the cold water, you know, has got the five benefits of cold water swimming. Can I tell you that? Yeah, absolutely. These are scientifically researched. Improves circulation. Boosts your immune system. Speeds up metabolism. uh, An added boost of endorphins. We know all exercise. But, you know, cold water, even an extra boost. And the fifth one, Karen, is... Supposed to improve your sex life. Oh, really? Yes, it's. Oh, maybe
0: I should be down there more often, or maybe that's why some of my friends are down there every day. I'll have to ask some questions.
1: But you know, they say it's because it boosts testosterone. But as you and I know, most of us swimmers get very tired later on, so probably might make them feel more horny, but they don't act on it.
0: (laughs) So Elaine. Laney, as I prefer to call you, Mm. another one of your passions is running.
1: Yes, yeah, Cantu got me into that too. And um, I used to do a little run before the swim on my own because then you get warm and the the water doesn't feel so cold. Then I came across this group of runners. I'm pulling
0: your face there. (laughs) Because if you're warm and the water's only 17 degrees, I reckon the water would feel really cold.
1: Well, not if you're really hot and sweaty and you, you just need to get in that water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe you on that one. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I found this running group that actually start running at 5.30 in the morning at Manley. And um, I would see them, I'd be down there, you know, about 6.15 and I'd see them finish at 6.30. And they had these amazing smiles. They were just so happy. I said, but you run and you, you get here for 5.30? And they said, yeah, yeah, if you try it, you won't, you'll do it, you'll want to do it, you'll be hooked and you'll keep on. And I was having to come from Avalon, and mm. so I set my line for 4.30 in the morning, leave 5. But anyway, since I did that, I'm hooked too. So Manly Beach Running Club, yeah, meets at Surf Club, 5.30 in the mornings. And we, you know, we've run along to Curl Curl and back, just 5 to 7 k's usually.
0: Oh, I've heard that's you've done fantastic. a lot more than five to seven Ks.
1: <laughs> well, you know, then you might train for a half marathon. Oh, I've done one marathon, the Canberra marathon. That's forty two Ks. But um that was hard.
0: Yeah. Well Can't I take my hat off to you because I mean I have a knee injury, so that's my excuse for not running but I'm not a lover.
1: I'm not a lover of it. <laughs> I people saying that running's not good for your knees but I've got bad knees and you know I think with the right sort of running and building up those thigh muscles you know it can still be achievable.
0: Well we'll see on that one. (laughs) So you also do fundraising for running for the running events as well?
1: Um, You know I started off with CAN2, um, did about 11 programs, about uh, eight running and three swimming. Um, The fundraising lately though has been you know for Australians for Women's Health Dr. Ray Hodgson, who goes to Nepal and, and helps women with prolapse. Well, Ray has been on our program here,
0: Aging yes. Fearlessly, and he yeah. did an amazing mm, um, did talk for for uh, women over fifty and their health mm. issues gynecologically, and um, it was a fantastic talk. He was very, mm, very yeah, insightful. Yeah, listen to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. What he does is amazing. To as Poor women in Nepal, you know, they're, they're hiking for days to get to have this surgery that is just so easy to get here in Australia. And then he says, oh, don't work for two weeks, you know, you need to rest your body. And they say, but I have to walk three days back to get to my village." Oh,
0: and look, some of the stories, and, and mm. that's where we are so, so lucky uh, yeah, that so living... I think, you know,
1: if you can fundraise a bit, and I'm always, as you know, I always put my hands up for any cake stalls we have, any any fundraising things we can do. Just pay it forward. We're so lucky, so blessed. So,
0: so it's why I have a... Um, I'm carrying a bit of weight as your fundraising cake stalls, <laughs> and I'm going to blame it all on you because some of the cakes are just delicious. <laughs> Is this love...
1: Oh Bob Marley. Yeah, I love a bit of Bob Marley reggae, don't you? Kate? Oh
0: yeah, he's been <laughs> his music has inspired many mm, of us It's and timeless, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is timeless. Mm. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Welcome back Lainey Diaga. Thank you. Miss Passion Swimmer and Runner and Photographer and Fundraiser. You you really are amazing. Uh, Last year, I heard that you jumped out of a plane.
1: Yes, with somebody very close to me here, Karen. I did it for you. It was very scary, but you needed to do it for your 60th birthday. Oh, my
0: God. Yes, so the little thing was you you rang me up and said, do you feel like jumping out of an aeroplane? And I said, well, <laughs> I've just been thinking quietly about it. I've always said no, but, well, if you're going to do it with me, let's do it. And we did. Yeah,
1: we did. How was that experience for you? <laughs> oh, it was it was great when we were up there, wasn't it? And we, oh, it wasn't as scary as I thought somehow. We got Annie from Cantu, ended up doing it. We had Margaret Ann who, who's old is she seventy five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I suppose we did think if she's doing it we we should be And able she was to. fundraising. Yeah. Yeah. So there's quite a few of us. And um, yeah, I remember when it sort of came the parachute came up i thought now i can enjoy the view and relax a bit and like you we did I feel <laughs> very nauseous oh my god i thought the poor guy mm.
0: that's strapped to this parachute he made yeah he <laughs> is but look you know that passed after a while but oh just amazing to have done it yeah and well, a few uh, of
1: us yeah wanted to put to... well a lot of us put together for your birthday present Karen. oh no and
0: that was just really amazing that's what really blew my mind away but something that, um, a fear that I always had and said that I would never ever jump out of an aeroplane and mm-hmm. I did it and I, I probably over all of it loved that little feeling in that little aeroplane when we were climbing and climbing and climbing and the land was getting further and further away <laughs> and yeah, when you go to jump out you were second one out of the plane and the guy that you were strapped to did a sign of the cross and I thought, oh! <laughs> no and before I could say anything you were out the door Mm. yeah it was But
1: I do believe in yeah, doing something that makes you afraid is a way to grow stronger because if you think I did that so I can do this other thing that scares me too so I think it's is there anything else that
0: scares you that you would like to do one
1: day um oh lots of things yeah you know I want to go and Work in Africa, volunteer in countries like lots of people our age do want to do. Um, I don't think I I don't want to bun- bungee jump though. Yeah, but not a fan of it. <laughs> give me mean- an idea and I'll do it. What's
0: really? What about white water rafting? Is that something you?
1: I, yeah, I've done that once, and um, yeah, i do that again definitely.
0: What about some good hiking trips?
1: Yes, yeah, I think Everest base camp and. Mm. climb Mount Kilimanjaro, do the Camino Trail, all these things.
0: What about uh, Dunedin and the Otago Trail for a bike ride?
1: Well, yep, doing that next March.
0: Yeah, I love a good bike ride. Uh,
1: Apparently it's flat, so I think it's quite easy. And I thought it would be very wet, but um, apparently that area isn't. Dunedin is a very rainy place, but not the actual where we'll be the Otago Trail is quite dry they say.
0: Yeah I thought I'd like to do some cycling through villages in Vietnam and Cambodia oh, that, yeah, will that would be something that's time. high on my bucket list
1: Yeah,
0: one of these days. So something we haven't mentioned or spoken much about is that you are a teacher you told us your teacher trained.
1: Mm, yeah I am um yeah, more casual teaching now because we've also got a holiday letting business, Wild Beach Bed and Breakfast. So I just do two or three days a week. I've been at Manly West for, oh, it's such a lovely school for like about the past 18 years. And before that, Neutral Bay Public School. So Jeff Williams, if you're listening just off air, Karen and I were talking about you. He was the principal and you interviewed, he was on I've your program yeah, last week. I've yeah. interviewed
0: Jeff Great and guy. he's quite amazing and the listeners here probably know of him because he has a Country and Western program here mm. and he also loves jazz but he does run a Country and Western afternoon every fourth Sunday of the month or the last Sunday of the month and he's mm. just amazing. He just recently turned eighty. So <laughs>
1: right. he's well, he, a
0: fantastic man.
1: Yeah, he gave me a job when I sort of my daughter was only about six weeks old and I went back to show her ran the staff room. Um, neutral Bay and he said oh, you can come and work with us with the baby just half a day um, <laughs> doing support teaching, I tried it it's very difficult, when you've got to breastfeed your your baby and you've got, and they're crying and there's children you're supposed to be teaching, anyway, it didn't it didn't work out. But I also think getting back to work quickly like that did help. I might have got postnatal depression, but when you I was pushed into working quite soon that gave me an outlet, so I think oh, you might have helped me, Jeff Williams, yep. with that.
0: Sometimes mm-hmm. having an outlet is good for some women. Mm. Um, When you're teaching now, how much... You know, do you rely on your adventures in Cabbage Tree Bay when you're working I with do. kids?
1: I can't help it. If I can squeeze often the teachers if i because 'cause I'm relieving, they've got their the day planned for you. But if there's any time I can squeeze in teaching about what I've seen, I do. And so but a lot of them love it and they will run up to me in the playground and say, What did you see today, Mrs. Diaga? And I Sometimes just show them with my camera, you know, because I haven't even uploaded it. And even parents have said to me, I've learnt so much because of you teaching my son, and that gives me a real great feeling inside.
0: Um, so, what you're able to do art with them and
1: yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, show the videos, talk about Cabbage Tree Bay, and of course, that's then passing on that uh, love of the environment and that we mustn't. Say no to plastic straws because we don't want them to end up inside a turtle. Or a... And the children love all this and they're so knowledgeable. A little boy last week, I couldn't believe it, it, was only eight, we were talking about environmental issues and had little cartoons. And he said, research has shown by the year uh, 2020 there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish.
2: Oh, really? We do know
1: a lot. They're very good. So the only way forward, surely, with things like plastic. You know,
0: from my days when I was younger and like you, I didn't run off and join a circus, neither did you, but we did go off and travel and I worked on a cruise liner and Mm. the common practice was to dump all the rubbish over the back in blue plastic bags and they used to, you know, probably pierce the bag so that when it went to the bottom it you know anchored on the bottom because of the water you know whatever mm. but that plastic must be down there where yeah, else could it, it takes,
1: be it takes years and years to um, disintegrate plastic, i don't think a lot thousands. of it would
0: ever yeah. dis- disintegrate especially that sort of p- so if plastic we can say no
1: to a straw you know even if just one child if you get them to think think about it remember but, um, we used to have the
0: wax straws you know the paper wax straws
1: mm. yeah and the bamboo straws we brought a few of those back from Bali. Our oh. way forward.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Bali later, but days like these. Yes,
1: yeah, Cat uh, Empire, isn't it? Yeah, they were, I saw them the last free concert they did at the the beach hotel at Byron Bay, and such a fun group, just an Aussie band. Have you seen them, Karen? Live, no, I they're haven't. amazing, Lot, lots of brass instruments and such energy. Yeah, they.
0: And it's so important through our community radio station to support the Aussie bands because, Mm. you know, they're a great part of Australia. So this is days like these. Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Lainey, last year you, uh, no, actually I think it was this year, you took a group of people to Bali because you have a passion about Bali. So tell us about the part of Bali that you go to.
1: Right, yes. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that do put down Bali. They say, oh, it's full of uh, drinking, just swelling bintang all the time. But Bali is the most beautiful um, island, The, the, the culture the hindu culture where you can just be walking along the road and see this procession of ladies in this exotic beautiful costumes with these gathered offerings to the temple on their heads of fruit and everything you can just see that you can see dances in the streets that sort of thing's amazing but um you know so many australians just gather in that little corner of uh, kutalegi and saminyak and if they just venture out a little bit, there's so much to see. There's, there is snorkelling from the beach where you can see turtles, parrotfish, butterflyfish. Um, that's, we particularly love the Ar- Armet in East Bali, which unfortunately at the moment is affected by the volcano. But um, it's just a three-hour drive from the airport. But a lot of people don't want to do that, even though it's a lovely drive. Um, and there's also the islands, Nusa Lumbonga, Nusa Penida. So, and I also want to go to the northwest Bali uh, that's got this bio reef. So there's a lot, Bali's misunderstood. So I took a group from the swim and a lot of people were 60 and they'd never been to Bali. Oh, no, don't want to go to Bali. They all were amazed. I mean, it's incredibly cheap. It's got the beautiful climate. You've got excellent service. The Balinese are so lovely. The accommodation from all price ranges is outstanding. And that culture, so it's certainly got a lot going for it. And, you know, a few people, they just loved it. It it wasn't like I thought, oh, somebody said, well, why wouldn't you go to Bali? It's only six hours and, you know, so I'm really pleased that I spread the message about Bali and they want to go back and I hope to do more of those tours.
0: It's (laughs) actually, I know to go over there with a group of people that you know and, and they sang your praises because... You organise such a brilliant tour and it's not a job to you. It's something you just did out of your own passion and your love of life and your love mm. of Bali. So well done you and, and maybe one of these days I'll have to jump on one of those tours. But I'd like to share to you, with you that my first trip to Bali was in 1976. My second trip to Bali was 30 years later. So you can imagine the change over those mm-hmm. 30 years, and I stayed at Legian. Now, when I've been back, only three times since that original 30 years, but it's very, very – well, I have no idea where I stayed because it doesn't look mm-hmm. anything like that anymore, but I was in Bali in 76 uh, when the last of the Jaffel huts was pulled down off um, Nusa Dua, is it, and, and – yeah. The first hotel was being built. Right. They, they were laying mm. the first foundations. So that's what it was like back then. And it was a fantastic place, but you really had to take care of your health. And, you know, it wasn't, you couldn't eat everything. And it was mm. a very different place back then, but that was the first of the real tourism starting yeah. up. Probably about early 70s was the first of the real Australian leap mm. forward into Bali.
1: Yeah. yeah, but there's still places like Nusa Panida that I mentioned and, you know, northwest Bali that probably are still like, you know, maybe 20 years ago. But yeah, that sort of area, Legion, just gets so busy with traffic and scooters now. So I definitely encourage people to look to other parts of Bali.
0: <laughs> Lainey, we haven't got much longer. Can I ask you um maybe a couple of tips for the over fifties to get them moving and living and loving life?
1: Well definitely push yourself out of that comfort zone and think about, you know, exercise is so good. Getting up early in the morning, seeing the sunrise, just a walk, a swim or or a run is or a cycle ride. Definitely move it or you'll lose it. <laughs> Um, You know, think about starting to get up a bit earlier and and go to bed earlier. Because I really do think that makes people happier. Paying it forward, a smile. You never know what people are going through. That's often what we say about our swimming folk. You know, there's a mixture there of politicians, plumbers, nurses, all sorts, all walks of life. And you might see somebody and think they've got their little semi... In on Eastern Hill Manly, they've got such a great life, and then, when you find out what they're going through real tough times uh, a lot of people are struggling, so don't assume <laughs> and what
0: about relationships like finding new friends?
1: Well, yes, that's it. If you can join a group like my running club, we're all buddies, we've supported each other through a lot, and our swim swimming club we're the camaraderie with doing exercise with others can be fantastic. Mm, and look,
0: when, I know we're talking about Lainey's passion and one of mine, but there's so many groups out there, mm, dance groups, yeah. there's golf clubs. We have everything that you need on the northern beaches. It's such a beautiful place to get out and live life.
1: Yeah, um, singing groups. Um, yeah, singing. Choirs, choirs yeah. Yeah, a cappella. Yeah, friends friend started up the community choirs and yeah Northern
0: and beaches. you know there's music groups where you can go and learn to play an instrument you can pick up a ukulele and go and hang out with a group of friends start your own group if mm. you haven't if you can't find something and you art, like and yet and you do like something ask other people along to join you
1: yeah urban sketches yeah we, we didn't talk about the art that's an, another oh, passion Oh well, <laughs> yeah your art's
0: another passion mm. but we've run out of time yeah, laney so right. what i want
1: can you say goodbye to everyone for me oh goodbye everyone (laughs) it's been nice chatting to karen and i hope you enjoyed it
0: i dragged her in here kicking (laughs) and screaming today she's going oh i'm too nervous but look she's just conquered another fear am i right
1: yes yeah exactly
0: (laughs) thank you everyone again for listening you know the drill this is my farewell song for the day written by nick howard
1: cheers thank you
0: so this is it for today's program It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, aging is inevitable and growing
2: old is a choice. The sun is shining bright There's a sparkle in your eye. It's not all 95. It's a wonderful life. Let's go and climb mountains high, swim across oceans wide. Let your heart be alive. There's no time to waste. Gotta go get the most out of time. Don't be afraid. Like this treasure that you've got to find, baby. Don't be shy. Let's go and tell Everything else. Let your heart be alive, baby. Just let your heart come alive, honey. Let your heart be alive.